Lent is a time for self-reflection and prayer. One way to do this is by exploring the life, actions, and teachings of Jesus. First Baptist Church of Athens, Georgia offers these devotions for your Lenten journey. Using the book, Seeing with Jesus, Developing a Worldview Shaped by the Gospels, written by Jack Glasgow, members from our church have prepared daily devotions offering insights, discoveries, and yes, sometimes questions. This week, our devotions correspond with chapter 3, Seeing in His Encounters. Today's devotion is from Frank Granger. Listen as the piano arrangement of Be Thou My Vision, played by Alan MacArthur, points you to look at the world through the eyes of Jesus. Our scripture for today is from John 4, verse 39. Many Samaritans from that city believed in him because of the woman's testimony. I was in my first year in seminary. I remember reading a passage from the second letter to Timothy and having one of those, why haven't I noticed this before, kind of moments. Sometimes that happens, doesn't it? Maybe listening to a song, one you've heard countless times, and suddenly hearing a line in the song and saying to yourself, how have I missed that? Or perhaps, I never realized that's what it meant. Well, it happens to me sometimes when reading or hearing Scripture. Even with a story I know I've heard multiple times, I hear it as if I haven't heard it before. Or I recognize a direct application and connection. Maybe one that has been there all the time, but now I'm seeing it for the first time. 
Reading the first few verses in the first chapter of 2 Timothy, I became the recipient of the letter. I saw the words, but what I heard in them was different, personally different. Here's what I read. I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that lived first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure lives in you. I stopped right there. Immediately, I had a deep connection to these words, faith. The faith I had began in me long before I was aware of it. The faith of young Timothy dwelt first in his grandmother and mother. But instead of hearing Lois and Eunice, I heard the names Blanche and Frankie. Blanche was my aunt. Blanche was sister to my mother, Frankie. Those were two of the strong women of faith who taught, encouraged, and mentored me in my faith development. These two were not the only prominent women mentors and role models for me in faith. There were many other women from my church experience that gave shape to my understanding of faith. The Gospels have numerous accounts where Jesus encounters women. There are episodes of Jesus as an adult interacting with his mother. The Gospels make reference to women who were not only among his traveling companions with the disciples, but women who provided, out of their own means, funding for Jesus' ministry. In chapter 3 of Seeing with Jesus, Jack Glasgow offers for us to see the many different people Jesus encountered. Children, family, those who opposed him, those who sought him out because of needs they had, and many stories of the encounters Jesus had with women. Listen to some. Jesus extends acceptance and grace to the woman caught in adultery. There are multiple encounters with his friends, Mary and Martha. He shows compassion to a widow and brings back to life her dead son. A woman suffering for 12 years with a bleeding disorder is healed when she touches his clothing. And once on the Sabbath, he healed a crippled woman who was in the synagogue. And there's the Syrophoenician woman who persists for help from Jesus. And Jesus does respond by restoring her daughter who had an unclean spirit. And he allows a woman who has a sinful reputation to anoint his feet with expensive perfume. This is a diverse group of women from a variety of walks in life in the first century world. In reminding us this all takes place in the first century, Jack Glasgow points us toward the impact of Jesus' treatment of women. He says, In a world where women were too easily dismissed and ignored, Jesus seemed open and eager to minister to women, to see them and understand their need, to offer them healing, grace, and encouragement. That in and of itself, Glasgow says, speaks volumes about how Jesus viewed women. He also references the story of the Samaritan woman at the well. This is the episode when Jesus asks a woman who comes to the well for a drink of water and ends up having a lengthy conversation with her. The dialogue is both personal and deeply theological. Why imagine that? 
a woman engaged in serious theological discussion? Well, it's not hard for me to imagine that. As a child, I had plenty of thoughtful religious and theological conversations with Blanche and Frankie, my aunt and mother, and, I might add, significant conversations that took seed within me and grew. Glasgow quotes the verse shared at the beginning of the podcast from John's Gospel, which states that many came to believe in Jesus because of the woman's testimony. This is not the only instance where women played a prominent role in the ministry of Jesus and the spreading of the message. (laughs) But don't take my word for it. You can read it for yourself in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Unfortunately, the followers of Jesus through the centuries have been slow to accept the role of women as congregational leaders and fully ordained ministers. There are examples of progress in the Baptist world. However, the progress is minimal, and still in places, resistance remains. Glasgow offers these sad but true words about the 21st century. Yet many people today still question any willingness to hear the preaching of the gospel by a woman. I am grateful to serve in a congregation that contributes to the progress. Our church in the past 20 years has ordained six people to the gospel ministry. Four of these are women. These women are actively serving in ministry, teaching, and preaching, as it should be. One is currently a senior minister in the congregation, and a footnote here that bears mentioning. Her two predecessors were women. Baptist Women in Ministry periodically publishes a report on the state of women in ministry. The most recent report is from 2016. At that time, the total number of women pastors and co-pastors had reached a number of 174. This was noted to be a 71% increase from the year 2006, just 10 years before. The report went on to note, however, that even with this much gain, female pastors led only 6.5% of congregations affiliated with the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship and 13.4% of American Baptist congregations. This is not because there were only a handful of women in Baptist-affiliated seminaries preparing for ministry. The number of women students at the time was between 38 to 59 percent of the student body. Even among the churches who are supportive in spirit to women in ministry, few are those who will call them as pastor. To me, since early in my life, women are fully qualified, gifted, and equal in authority to serve and minister in all levels of congregational life and all ministry roles. That is part of my worldview. It's a view shaped by Jesus and the Gospels, but first by Blanche and Frankie. Join me in prayer. Thank you, God, for my Aunt Blanche and Mother Frankie and all the women you have called and gifted to share your message of love and grace. May many more come to believe in your son Jesus because of their testimony. Amen. Thank you.